0: Today, uh, I need to talk with you all about one of the little, dirty, unspoken, secret sins of the Christian church. Uh, you all know that there are some sins Christians have no problem talking about, right? Uh, certain sins that pastors love to preach on, uh, certain sins that none of us have a problem wagging our finger at and condemning. Um, but then there are the sins we have a harder time addressing, the awkward sins that we're not as comfortable talking about. And, and today I'd like to talk with you all about one of those sins. It's a, a sin that, that knows no boundaries. It comes for both pastors and people alike. Uh, to be honest, I don't think we ever really think about this sin uh, very much, if at all. And, and if we do, we certainly don't feel guilty about it. If we think anything about this sin, sometimes I think we actually feel proud of it. Uh, And that's because we live in a society and a culture that actively promotes us and encourages us in this sin. Uh, The sin I I need to talk with you all about, about today is the sin of the third commandment, breaking the third commandment. We don't talk about the third commandment very often, but it's the commandment we heard earlier in our reading from Deuteronomy where we are told to honor the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now maybe you're thinking to yourself, Uh, How can I honor the Sabbath day if I don't know what a Sabbath is? Uh, So a Sabbath day, to Sabbath, quite literally means to stop or to quit or to cease. And so God is telling us in this commandment to stop our working and our worrying for one day out of the week, to set one day a week, uh, one day out of the week aside to simply rest, to not do or work or struggle or strive, but simply to be, (laughs) a creature of God, beloved by him. Now this is hard for most of us. Uh, we are hardwired to want to work and, and we don't know any other way besides being kind of constantly exhausted and worn out and tired. We are busy people, aren't we? And in fact, I, I think sometimes we, we wear our busyness uh, like a badge of honor. Uh, we love to be busy. I think one of the worst Things you can say about someone is to call them the opposite of busy. Right? To call someone lazy is like a the dirtiest four-letter word we could ever think of. We are just busy, and it's all we know. Uh, we're not very good at resting. Uh, I read this week that in 2016 uh, there were 658 million days of vacation that went unused in this country. Isn't that amazing? Free days, paid vacation days, 658 million days that people just worked right through. We don't know how to stop working. And brothers and sisters, this is not okay. Uh, The third commandment is just that. It's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. Like, hey, if you you have time, if you can fit into your your week, take a day off. It's not a nicety. Uh, God commands and demands that we honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Uh, but most of us, we struggle with that, to be quite honest. And uh, we all have a Sabbath problem. Uh, which, by the way, is nothing new. Uh, um, and, and that's actually why God had to create this commandment in the first place, right? Because he knew that without it, we would just keep, naturally keep working and working and worrying and struggling and striving. And he knew how much we needed it. And so he knew that he had to command us and not just suggest to us to stop our working for one day uh, out of the week. It's been this way since the beginning. We know that it was this way in Jesus' day. We, we heard about this little struggle, this conflict in our reading for today. We, we know that the Pharisees had a Sabbath problem too. Uh, they didn't get what the Sabbath day was all about. They didn't understand. They had missed the whole point of the Sabbath day. They, they didn't understand it. They had actually twisted the Sabbath day, which was this amazing gift and blessing from God, right? If you think about it, wow, God is saying you don't have to do anything for one whole day. And they had taken that gift, the Pharisees did, and they made it into a burden. Uh, in fact, they had uh, put so many extraneous rules around the Sabbath day that by Jesus' time, it was actually more work to honor the Sabbath day than it was to uh, honor God any other day of the week. Uh, they had taken this gift, this day, the Sabbath day, and they turned it into this object that people needed to, to serve rather than how God saw it, which was a day which was there to serve God's people, to rejuvenate them, refresh them, uh, and give them rest. And so we heard about this little conflict in our reading for today. We heard this story where Jesus and his disciples, they're traveling, right? And we heard this in Mark 2. And uh, presumably, they're going from one town to the next. Uh, and as they're making their way, uh, it's the Sabbath day and they're hungry. And so they pass by some farm fields and they begin to pluck some grain and eat it uh, as they walk to, to nourish themselves. And, and by the way, this is totally uh, allowable according to God's law in Deuteronomy twenty three twenty five. There's actually a provision in God's law that he gave that says that this was okay, The travelers making their way from one town to the next could pick the grains uh, from the farmer's field as they went, and that that was okay. Um, But the Pharisees didn't see it that way because the Pharisees didn't understand what the Sabbath was all about. And in their zeal to prove their worth and how hardworking they were and uh, to protect their law, they had come up with all of these extraneous rules around the Sabbath day. In, in fact, around Jesus' time, we know that the Pharisees had 39 categories of things that were considered work, things that you could not do on the Sabbath day. For example, the, the Pharisees said that you could only take so many steps on the Sabbath day. So if you took X amount of steps, you were fine, you were resting, you weren't working. But if you took one more, all of a sudden that was work. Uh, the Pharisees said that you could not light a candle on the Sabbath day, that was work. You couldn't look at a mirror if it was hanging on a wall. For some reason, that was work. And, and so they had created and legislated all these rules. And you could see how this just wore the average person out, right? How could you keep track of all of this? You were constantly worrying, am I working or am I not working? And the Pharisees had totally forgotten about the benefits and the blessings of the Sabbath day. And, and I think very often we have too, <laughs> And so just very quickly, I'd like to remind us all about, uh, about the, the benefits and the blessings of keeping a Sabbath day, of stopping our working and our worrying for one day out of the week. Uh, the, the first blessing is, is probably the most practical. God knew when he created us that we just couldn't work and work and work and work and never stop, right? That we needed this rhythm of working and resting throughout our week. Um, this this kind of goes against how our normal patterns are. Normally, our society kind of encourages us to work and work and work until we're burnt out and then we take a week vacation. We come back from vacation. We say, I need a vacation from my vacation because I'm so tired from vacationing and then we go back to work and we rinse and repeat over and over again. But God knew that there's a better pattern to life, working six days, resting one day. And that that is much more sustainable. That is good for our physical, emotional bodies. It rejuvenates us. Uh, All sorts of studies now are telling us this. We knew it as Christians uh, ever since the beginning. But I've read so many studies now that that tell us very often uh, less is more. That people are more productive in their jobs in 35 hours a week than they are in 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 hours a week. Um, And and many new companies now are are limiting the amount of hours their employees can work and and saying you got to take a day off. You you can't just work nonstop. Uh, Studies are showing that we already knew it as Christians that that's how we were created to be. And so the first blessing of the Sabbath is it just gives us the rest that our bodies and our minds and our souls need. Uh, The second blessing of the Sabbath is, is more spiritual. The Sabbath day reorientates us to God's work. Because the truth is, uh, most of us, we are so consumed by our work, whether that's a career, a nine-to-five, or, or whether it's the work we do with our kids and, or our grandkids or just the worries of, of life. We are con- so consumed with our work. And, and by taking a Sabbath, we're reminded and, and our eyes are opened to a much greater work going on around us, God's work. <laughs> when we stop our working for 24 straight hours, we're kind of forced to remember that God was working long before we ever were and he'll be working long after we are. And after we take our Sabbath, when we go back to work, it reminds us that we're only entering into work that God is already doing. Uh, the Sabbath also reorientates us in that it puts our work in its proper place. Our, our work is important. God has given us important work to do in, and so we shouldn't dis- diminish that. Uh, but I think what the Sabbath does, uh, does is that it puts our work in its proper place so that when we stop working for 24 hours, we realize, oh wait, the world keeps spinning, <laughs> right? It's not all up to me. God is in control. It's okay for me to stop. And, and, and so the Sabbath reminds us, it's not all up to me, and it helps us to see our identity as found not in the work of our hands, but in the work of God's hands. It's a day for us to stop our working and our talking and our worrying so that we can rest and receive and listen to God. And it's a day for us to take our focus off of our work and to focus it on his work, his eternal work. Those are some of the the blessings and the benefits of the Sabbath. But maybe you're wondering to yourself, okay, that sounds great, uh, but it's just not possible. And, and that's true, I think we all go through seasons of our life where we're busier than others, and, and sometimes that's okay. But, but, but I do believe that we don't actually have very many good examples of what a Sabbath day looks like in our culture, right? Again, what we have examples of is this constant working and burning ourselves out and then uh, going away and coming back and, and just repeating, but we don't have very many uh, good examples we can look to of what a Sabbath day looks like. Uh, So what does it, practically speaking, mean to take a Sabbath? Uh, I'll I'll say a couple things. Uh, First, uh, the first thing about the Sabbath is that it doesn't matter which day of the week you take it on. Uh, For the Jewish people, it was Saturday. Uh, For Christians, it's typically been Sunday. and, And that's because... Uh, Sunday was the day that God did his amazing work of raising Christ from the dead, Uh, a day that God worked to bring us eternal life and salvation. And so what a great day for us to Sabbath, to stop and pause and reflect on the work of the resurrection from the dead. It's a great day to Sabbath, but it doesn't have to be Sunday. Uh, Paul actually makes it clear in his writings in the Bible that we cannot legislate which day the Sabbath is. So it could be Sunday, it's a good day, but it could just as well be Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. What matters is not when you stop your work, but simply that you pause your work and begin to focus on God's work. Uh, That's one thing I'll say. I've heard it said that the Sabbath day is a day to pray and play. And I kind of like that. It's a day to pray, to be with God, to talk to him, to receive his gifts as as we come together in worship and then respond to him in prayer. It's a day to play. Uh, We we might think of something as, as we think of play as something that kids do, right? And once you grow up, you grow out of playing and you get to work. Uh, But we need to engage in play activities too. Uh, We need to do things that don't add value to the world, things where we're not producing so that we can simply enjoy God's gifts, and rest easy in his grace and just be with him uh, like children are with their parents. It's a day to pray and play. Uh, if I can, uh, I, I would like to share with you a little bit about my Sabbath. Uh, I thought about this this week a lot, whether I, I should talk about my Sabbath habits or not uh, And there were two things that I kind of thought maybe I shouldn't. First is I don't want to give the impression that I am a perfect Sabbath keeper because I'm not. I live in the same society as you all and have the same kind of poles on me as everyone else. I am far from perfect in it. Uh, Secondly, I was a little hesitant because I I don't want to suggest that my Sabbath is the only way to do it or as some sort of blueprint for everyone to follow. That's not the case. But I decided I wanted to share it again because we don't have too many examples of it in our world today, of what it means to stop working And rest in Jesus. Uh, So here's mine and take it for what it is. Um, My Sabbath is on Monday. Uh, I'm working with you all on Sunday, which I love, uh, but my day to rest and relax and recharge is Monday. Uh, So usually I wake up early and uh, for those of you who know me, this won't be a surprise. The first thing I do is I drive to a coffee shop. Uh, That's my play. That's uh, uh, God's good gifts that I want to enjoy. And so I'll go to a coffee shop. I usually bring my backpack. I have my Bible and my uh, notebook in it. Usually on Monday, I read through the Psalms, uh, at least a few of them, uh, because it's easier for me to read the Psalms and not be thinking about a sermon or a Bible study or, or thinking, oh, I've got to use that in, in a class somewhere. So I read a few Psalms and then I pray. I, I very often write them out. Um, that's my time with God. And then what I'll usually do is I'll drive to a trail somewhere. I like to be out in nature no matter what time of year it is, and I go for a run. Uh, I'll try to spend as much time outside as possible, an hour or two. Uh, then I'll come back home. It's usually about lunchtime. I might take a nap, I might read a book. Uh, I usually spend most of the afternoon kind of puttering around the house, doing little jobs and and chores. I'll I'll cook dinner, uh, which I enjoy. Tiffany will come home. We'll spend time together. And and that's pretty much it. Uh, It's not too glamorous. Uh, Some things I try not to do, I try not to check my email for work. I I, I try not to keep my phone too close. Uh, I have it in case of an emergency, but I I try not to spend too much time with it. And that's it. Uh, It's a day to pray and play, a day to rest and relax and recharge uh, and simply be not as a doer uh, or a giver, but as a receiver a receiver of god 's love. Uh, as I close today uh, there 's one last way, one last reason I know that many of us uh, are have a Sabbath problem uh, many of There's one reason why I know that many of us are worn out and exhausted and tired, and and that's because there's this refrain I hear very often. I hear myself saying it just as much as anyone, maybe more. Uh, If I ask someone or someone asks me, how are you doing? Uh, Very often I'll hear this. I'll hear, I'm good. I'm busy, but I'm good. You have probably heard something like that, right? And And we say it and we don't even hear the problem behind it, right? We just take it for granted. We're busy. That's all we know. All we know is being worn out and exhausted and tired physically, spiritually. Uh, That's our our common refrain. Um, And so my challenge for you this week, besides for continuing to keep the Sabbath day, uh, my challenge for you is the next time someone asks you, how are you, Uh, you try telling them that you are well-rested. Someone says, how are you? Say, I'm feeling great. I feel well-rested. And uh, people will look at you like you're crazy. Uh, They might call you lazy. They might tell you, what are you doing? Why do you mean you're well-rested? Get back to work like the rest of us. Uh, It it sounds crazy to say that you are well-rested, but I believe it is an answer that Jesus would be happy with. Because the truth is, this is why Jesus came. (laughs) So that we could be well-rested. Jesus came to this earth. He lived, he died, and he rose again so that we could find our rest both here and now, but also in, in eternity in him. Jesus came so that we wouldn't have to work for our salvation. That's taken care of. Jesus came so that we wouldn't have to worry about our standing before him. He came so that we wouldn't have to struggle and strive to prove our worth to him. Jesus came so that in him and with him we might find true and lasting Rest, And so he gave us the Sabbath day and it is good for us to keep the Sabbath day. God commanded it. But here's what else God knew. God knew that even if we all kept the Sabbath day perfectly for the rest of our lives here on out, we'd still be tired, wouldn't we? (laughs) There'd still be sin, there'd still be worry, there'd, there'd still be struggles and all the cares of life. Even if we kept every Saturday from here, Sabbath day from here on out, Uh, for our lives perfectly, we would still be tired. And so God knew that there had to be another way, that the Sabbath day in itself wasn't the end. And so he sent Jesus. And our rest is not found in a day, but in a person. Our rest, both here and now, is found in the work of Jesus Christ. And so we keep the Sabbath day because God commanded it, first of all, and that would be enough for us, Uh, but also because each Sabbath day is there to point us to his work. It's to take our eyes off of our busyness, our struggles, our work, and to focus us on what he did, on the work that he accomplished for us on the cross. The Sabbath day is also a blessing because here and now we get a little taste of eternity. Each time we honor the Sabbath day and rest in him, we're getting a little taste of heaven in the present day. And so the next time someone tells you or asks you, how are you doing? You tell them that you are well rested. Because it's true. (laughs) And that's why Jesus came. So that in him and his work, you would find rest. In Jesus' name, amen.